calls of this nature. Dial seven. Hello. Babe, I miss you. I see you. I see one who is too blessed to be stressed, even in a world where it seems as though you give more but receive less. One heartache away from surrender, you took an extra step and you continued. Through faith, you believe in God, but wear a mask when times are hard. But I see you. One of God's most beautiful creations who needs to be told, the determined woman who wants to make her house a home. An angel from heaven and now a blessing here on earth, an extraordinary unique woman of abundant worth. A penny for your thoughts and a dollar for your smile. It's like the sun beneath the clouds. Infatuated with life, a tear when it's wrong, but a smile when it's right. Holding on for your own, too blessed, too beautiful, too strong. Too sweet to be true, Rashida Duffy, you are my heaven sent angel, and I see you. This is Wetlock, my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife. Join me on my journey as I bring you crazy stories, informative facts, updates on my husband, advice from my family and friends, and special guests giving their true life stories on the prison system. This is not your average love story. Welcome to Wetlock. Well, we are at my thank yous and shout outs. Of course, I want to thank everyone for the continued support, for subscribing, for listening, for passing the word on. I truly appreciate you guys. This podcast is just turning into something so amazing that was definitely unexpected. And I thank you guys. I truly, truly thank you guys. I also want to thank all the couples for coming on to my platform and sharing their love story. That means so much to me because this is what this is all about. This is all about the love. No matter the age group, the ethnicity, you know, whether you're in federal, state, it doesn't matter. It's about the love. It's about encouraging the love. It's about telling our truth, you know, the ups and downs, the obstacles. It's about supporting each other. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your stories with me. I look forward to all the new interviews coming up. I know you guys are going to be so happy and pleased with the new content that I have coming. So again, thank you so much to all the wonderful, beautiful couples that have blessed me with getting to know them and getting to know their story. I also want to thank my husband. I want to thank my husband, man, for putting in the work. Like, my husband puts in the work for us. All these obstacles that we've been facing lately, and it's really about, you know, just his case. But my husband is definitely not the same man that I first started talking to. I mean, 
he just amazes me every time. He amazes me every time. Like, I love this man. And the love that we share, it's, it's just, it's amazing. And it's love. Like, we are love. I can actually say that for the first time in my life. Like, me and my husband are love in every sense of the word. And... You know, I have been thinking the past couple of days how, you know, I've had people to ask me different questions about, well, you know, you don't feel like, you know, you're not you're not worried about people saying things because he's incarcerated or, you know, his reputation or, you know, the the, the type of women that he's dated before. You know, I hear a lot of things. I don't always discuss them because I don't give a lot of things energy. But. I'm not a judgmental person for one. And I love my husband. I love him, who he is, the the person on the inside. I don't really get off into who he's dated before or what he's had going on before because my track record with a lot of people that I chose to deal with hasn't been 100% either, you know. Um, And as far as whatever reputation he has and things like that, I stand on my own two feet. I have worked very hard out here um, for all these years, building up my character, building up my reputation. You know, my word is everything. My loyalty is everything. And I carry my own weight. So I'm not really worried about people judging me off of who my husband is because I stand alone. If you quote unquote fuck with me no matter who I have in my life should never change because you know me and at the same time I must address this I must address this out of all the guys that I've ever dated all the guys I've ever been with relationship friendship or whatever the case may be my husband is the first man to get to know me and be my friend all the other guys i dated relationships friendships or whatever we were never friends so there was no care and concern genuinely when it came to me you know it was it wasn't and i understand how how important intimacy really is i shared no intimacy with anyone else um I've had the good guy, you know, I've had the good guy, the, the good, the squeaky clean, good guy, but the squeaky clean, good guy was disrespectful, was a womanizer, um, verbally abusive, um, had a lot of insecurities and the good guy was not really the good guy. Um, I've had the 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 bad guy, you know, the quote unquote bad guy, you know, the the street guy, or you know, the the guy with the money, you know, with, that has all the women, you know, and that guy or those guys were disrespectful, um, womanizers, verbally abusive, users, opportunists, um. I've had the guy that I've dated and, and, and throughout the duration of me dating has had children. You know, I, I dated a guy who didn't have kids. And by the time my relationship and friendship and whatever situationship ended with him, he got a whole bunch of them now. So, I mean, I'm saying all that to say, 
My husband has never made me cry. My husband has never played games with me. My husband has never used me. My husband doesn't ask me for anything. Everything I do, I do because I want to do. My husband has taken the time to get to know me. He knows my pet peeves. My husband, we share intimacy. We share a friendship outside of everything else. And no matter what he has done or who he has been or who he has been with, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me because I've been with the guy that people probably thought I was supposed to be with. Or I've been with the guy who so many people had all the respect for. And behind closed doors, those guys are the absolute worst. I mean, the absolute worst. You know, very disrespectful, very verbally abusive, even physically abusive. I've never been physically abused. So before I take it there, but I've known for them to be abusive to other people. Um, I've only had one altercation with the ex in my life. And again, a womanizer, a liar, an opportunist, you know, you know, I've had men come into my life who were you know, self-esteem crushers that hated themselves so much that they hated you. You know, I've had all sorts of guys that everyone puts on a pedestal and think they're the perfect guy. But the bad guy, I guess, so to speak, which we'll just say is supposed to be my husband, has been the most loving man that has ever come into my life that's why I call him a gentle giant I call ourselves beauty and the beast because whatever the world sees my husband is so loving he's so gentle um you guys have no idea the kind of love that my husband has for me and what I have for him and I am truly truly happy and if you know me if you personally know me you know I am a very intuitive person I move with the energy I move with the universe and I'm never wrong about anybody my husband is amazing and I love him um he's extremely supportive He's very encouraging. He accepts me for who I am, even when I doubt myself. You know, I've had the good guy and the perfect guy and the respected guy who, as soon as they don't like something, I'm an ugly bitch. You know, I'm disrespected. So I could care less about, you know, the 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 background conversations or or, or the the doubting or the judgmental comments and things like that I it really doesn't bother me because I can probably bet my last bottom dollar that most of the people who stand in relationships they aren't either happy or their situation and who they're with has a lot of problems too I mean everybody has issues and problems everybody does but I love my husband and the way my husband loves me is something that I have never experienced before because we share something that's so much deeper. Like we're bonded by our souls. And I, and I truly, 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 truly mean that I truly do. So again, I just want to thank my husband for putting in the work because my husband shows me every step of the way that I made the right choice. I made the right choice when I decided to 
become his wife and go on this journey with him. I don't think I would do this journey with anybody else. That is how much I love my husband. And this love is changing us. It's changing me. It's changing him. And it is something that is just, ah, I have no words. I just have a sound. It's, ah. So guys, that is all I have for my thank yous and my shout outs. Again, thank you to everybody that tunes in and listens and subscribes. Again, guys, exclusive content, exclusive access, um, $4.99 a month for subscription, $55 for a whole year. That's on an Apple platform. You can actually subscribe on any platform. But if you want to get the bonus episodes, bonus channel on YouTube, I'm sorry, on Apple, you have to subscribe through Apple. And thank you guys. This is bonus episode number nine, part one. And again, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Now, let me jump into the Q&As. Yes, you guys know I love my Q&As. But surprisingly, guys, guess what? I have more wonderful comments than I even have questions this week. And not that I don't love my questions, but I love the positive feedback. So we're going to jump into that. Now, first comment or question This comes from my sister, actually. She sent me a message and she said, I'm so freaking proud of you and your growth, your level of maturity and grace going through this with Mike and your professionalism and info you are providing. And of course, I told her, thank you so much. Of course, I told her my husband be driving me crazy, but I am definitely grateful that she's proud of me, that she's even noticing the growth within this podcast. I myself have noticed it as well, and I must say I'm pretty proud of myself too. So thank you so much, sissy. Okay, number two. This is actually from my cousin. My cousin called me uh, day before yesterday and told me that I needed to do another episode explaining the federal guy, the sentencing federal, the federal guideline sentencing. And I am going to do that. I am going to do that on, um, Sunday for bonus. I'm not a bonus episode for episode 17. I am going to break down the sentencing guidelines again. I know it was a bit confusing, but I will, um, actually post a chart on my social media platforms as well as on a website so you guys can get a better understanding as I go through the guidelines again. But that was from my cousin and cousin, I am on it. Next comment or question. I love your podcast. I love the way you are so transparent about your marriage. Will you ever share your story? Who are you? Okay, then flip the question back on me. Yes, I will. As a matter of fact, I will 
I will do that on Sunday. I will do that on bonus episode. I will talk about who I am. I surely, surely will. No problem. Um, actually, I appreciate that. I appreciate that comment and I appreciate that question. Um, I'm always talking about my husband and everybody else. So, yes, I will definitely talk about myself. Okay, so next comment or question. Why don't you ever shout your other businesses out? I think you are so dope. I can see you are extremely goal-driven. Okay, now, all these compliments, all these compliments. Um, I have never been that type of person. I don't know. I've always played the background. I've always been kind of low-key. I've never been the type to toot my own horn, so to say. But lately, I have been on this thing where I'm trying to give myself my own flowers. And that is because no one really ever does. You never hear about the impact that I've made on, you know, different business ventures that I have with other people. You never really hear my name and anything. Um, and at one point I didn't really care, you know, I didn't really care about not getting credit or not being, um, acknowledged, but now I am because I work damn hard. I work hard at everything I do. I put a lot of work in. I bust my ass. And at some point, a person does want to feel acknowledged. A person does want to feel appreciated. And if I have to do it myself, then guess what? I am. So I am going to do better at, um, giving myself a pat on the back, congratulating myself and acknowledging the things that I do and the roles that I play. I definitely am. And I definitely will start, um, shouting out the different things that I do. I'm actually going to probably do like some different commercials, um, or ad placements for my businesses. I probably won't be the one talking, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to, this, this podcast is going to get a lot more colorful, so, you know what? Thank you so much for acknowledging me and thank you so much for even making this comment. That really means a lot. Okay, next comment or question. Are federal wives and husbands the only couples you interview? What about the wives of state inmates? Now, that's a great question. Um, I know I talk about federal, 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 and that's because my husband is a federal inmate. I, even my um, nonprofit is fed up wives. But let me tell you guys, no, it doesn't just stop there. I will interview if your husband is doing state time. I My nonprofit is even going to be helping wives of inmates, period. But of course, you know, the... The outline of it is federal due to the fact that my husband is a federal inmate. And I mean, the name is dope too, don't you think? <laughs> but I'm not going to um, make it just exclusive to federal couples or federal wives. So to answer that question... No, it's not just all about federal, and I want to hear everybody's love story, whether you're in state or federal. Okay, number six. Okay, so this is a comment or a question. I think this is a question. Do you realize that you'll be helping people understand their journey by hearing yours? 
Um, no, I didn't, but that was my goal. That's what I set out to do. That's what this podcast is about. And if I'm only reaching one person and helping one person, then my job is definitely done. So I didn't think that I would actually be helping people. I just thought I'll be telling my story and just shedding some light, you know, um, pulling layers apart of the negative stigma when it comes to, you know, being with someone incarcerated. So I didn't think so, but if I am, then my job is done and I am truly, truly satisfied with that. Okay. Next comment or question. How was it that you and your husband avoided this chemistry that you expressed and that we hear through your stories? This kind of chemistry had to be apparent. <laughs> um, okay. Now that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, for a for a while, like for years, um, I would just see my husband in passing, you know, I would be around my best friend all the time, but you know, me and my best friend, we kind of move differently. So I wouldn't see him all the time, especially like in the beginning, I would not see him all the time. I really kind of started being around him like a year or two years before he got in incarcerated um due to me helping him with um his music his nephew's music and a lot of things that he was doing with his um entertainment business so um I really didn't see him a lot and then when I did see him it was really business guys like so I mean I can't express it enough like I have tunnel vision when it comes to my bag when it comes to business and I also just felt like like, I don't really give into temptation. I am mentally a very strong person. Like, I could make myself do whatever it is I need to do, however I need to do it, because the mental, the mental is very strong. So I would just go around him knowing, like, this is my best friend uncle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hands off. That's that's where my mind was. And on top of the fact, you know, at that time he was in a relationship. And, you know, I don't play the second. I don't because I know when I get in, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? And everything I bring to the table, everything I give, it it, it, it can't come second. So I just kept it how it was. Um. I didn't realize the chemistry until probably a year after that, like right around the time before he got locked up. I don't think I realized the chemistry until, you know, close to that point. And again, we just really, we kept it platonic. We really, really did. We kept it platonic. My husband, um, and I will say this, my husband is, a very respectful guy when it comes to whoever he's in a relationship with. And that is one thing I do love about him. Like, and I'm just going to be really, really frank. Like my husband has dealt with women who dealt, who deal with women. I mean, at one point my husband had two girlfriends at the same time, literally two girlfriends at the same time. Um, and they knew about each other. I mean, hell, I believe they all live together if I am correct. But, um, he does he's not a cheater you see what i'm saying he's really not a cheater like if you wit what he wit you wit it together and that's about as plain as i can put it now let's make it clear let me make myself clear 
that's not the lifestyle that I'm a part of. That's not what I'm with. My husband is very aware of that. I don't get down into those type of situations. Um, and of course, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, that's a lot of stuff that we had to talk about. That was a, one of the biggest issues that we did have. Um, and when he made the decision to be with me and give our relationship a try, he understood what I stood, what my stance was on, you know, that type of activity where she ain't with it. I don't like females. I don't deal with females. I barely even like to hang around females. So again, um, my husband is not a quote unquote cheater. He he's really not. So, um, and he's, he's very respectful. So even within me and him being friends and within the relationship that he had, you know, a lot of people questioned and speculated when they found out that me and him were actually together thinking this was something that was going on the whole time and, you know, all these type of things. And it wasn't. And it really wasn't. And I'm a grown ass woman. You know, I was even willing to sit down and have a conversation with his ex because as a woman, I could understand if she felt some type of way because she was actually around a few times when I came around. I want to say I only was, I've only been around him with her maybe four times, but within those four times, if you hear two years later, like that your ex is now with your, um, with, with his best friend's niece, somebody who was around, you would feel some type of way, but I'm a woman, a grown woman. And, you know, at one point I was like, Hey, you know, I don't owe anybody anything whatsoever, but out of respect, you know, because I could understand what that would possibly feel like. I was willing to, you know, have that one-on-one conversation. The conversation never happened, but Hey, you know, I, I'm a grown woman, but this is me and my husband's story. This is our life now. And, um, you guys are on this journey with me and I am super excited about where this is going to go. As I said before, my husband has changed a lot. Um, he's so ready to come home and just live this life with me and get to experience life with me. Um, and I'll say it again and I'll say it always when I tell you my husband would definitely be okay. Our relationship definitely will be full. Our marriage will be fulfilled. I can feel about four women's shoes. Trust me when I tell you, I got three alter egos and I don't mean in a psychotic way, but every female has got to have that alter ego, the slutty one, the innocent one, you know, whatever roles you play for your man, I play for mine. So he going to be good. He definitely going to be good. That is it. That is it for my Q&As and my comments. Thank you guys so much for joining me, for tuning in, for being on this journey with me, with us. It's so appreciated. And now it is time for my favorite part of all the episodes, the update on my husband. Well, you guys, we have reached my favorite part of the episode, and that is giving you the updates on my husband. Well, my husband is 
doing great. He has his minutes now. I have talked to my husband two times already. Um, but he has a new strategy, guys. He said that when the recording comes on, reminding us that, you know, we are on a recorded call, he said that the people there told him they just hang up. They hang up on their loved ones, girlfriend, mama, daddy, whoever. They just hang up. He said, baby, it's going to be, it's going to get real cruel. I'm going to just have to start hanging up on you. And I'm like, uh, no, you're not going to hang up on me. <laughs> like, don't start that shit. <laughs> but this is his phone management. This, this is what he is now considering his phone management. But I'm just glad to talk to my husband. Um... He's so cute. He's just so cute. So, yes, he has his minutes back. And, of course, I'm excited about that. He told me that he's now on Kitchen Detail. He does not like it. He does not want to do it. Of course, who does want to do Kitchen Detail? But it does give him um, counts days off, uh, 10 days off of 30 days. And I told him he got to do whatever he got to do so he can get home. So he was not happy about kitchen detail. But once it was broken out to him and he understands um, how it works as far as his days off, uh, counted days off, he definitely said he was going to start handling his business when it came to the kitchen detail and i let me tell you something i try to motivate my husband in every way possible on a regular basis my husband is a freak <laughs> i mean there's no other way for me to put it so i have to give him visuals i have to give my husband visuals so he can think about certain things when he is you know in that little funk for him to get out of so i'm like baby all you got to think about is just when you come home like everything in that kitchen we're gonna utilize everything in that kitchen so sometimes i have to motivate my husband i gotta get him you know i gotta get him motivated and so he can handle his business and do what he needs to do so as long as he's imagining me somewhere with him or whatever he needs to do to get the job done that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay motivating my husband. I'm going to stay speaking positivity into my husband. Definitely love and strength. And sometimes that's just what a girl has to do. And it's so crazy because even when I told him about the kitchen and what to visualize, he was like, baby, I do that anyway. Like when I work out and my workouts get tough, I just imagine you here right here coaching me on. And I'm like, wow, but just imagine me naked. <laughs> So, like I said, we have to motivate these men. We really do. We have to keep a smile on their face because, you know, on a daily basis, they're just waking up into something totally different than what we are on the outside. But he's doing amazing. He's doing great. I will say I have been going through my husband's paperwork and I have been making new developments. We're finding new developments. And it's kind of annoying because not annoying as if he's annoying me, but it's annoying because me reading how a lot of these documents are just double talk, the legal jargon, um, how they're saying one thing, but meaning something a totally different. Um, it just really bothers me. And what I really want you guys to just 
just as I say every episode, even about doing your research, you really have to read the fine print. When I read documents and I don't understand what certain things mean, you know what I do, guys? I literally take each word, get the definition of each word, and that's how I break down the sentence. If it's a word that I don't really understand what the meaning is for that particular sentence or or what is it actually trying to say i literally go back into my dictionary i break the words down and then i form all those words into what this sentence is meaning because i promise you there is a lot of double talking in legal documents um the non-binding the recommendation all these type of things are not promises they are just wording that they use to get you to do what they want to do um and I don't like it. And I, my husband was rushed during a lot of this process. He wasn't able to read his papers like he was supposed to. So I've really been going through his paperwork with a fine-tooth comb. I've really been finding out some things. And all it does is just makes me want to fight for my husband even more. So outside of that, and trust me, it's not easy to tell him these findings because... And for him, he, he, it's almost as like he has an expectation. And, you know, as I've told you guys many times before, no expectation, no let down. So having to let him down off of things that he thought it was or things that his attorney made him feel like it's hard, but. I have to tell my husband, I can't sugarcoat anything with my husband because I need him to understand where he stands and where we need to go from here. So, but he's great. He's doing okay. His spirits are up and his minutes are too. So that's pretty much all for my husband's update. Like I said, I'm his cheerleader. I'm his ride or die. I'm his motivational speaker. And that's just what it is, guys. I love my husband. And of course, thank you guys for keeping him in your prayers, keeping him uplifted. It is needed always. I appreciate it. He appreciates it. So thank you guys again for tuning in, for joining me. Bonus episode nine, part one. And we are going to move this along. Of course, you know, part two is with Jojo and Michelle and a little bit of me and my husband. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in. As promised, I have part three of my interview with MC Shan. You guys already know the disclaimer. This is explicit content. So if you need to cut your phones down, your headphones down, uh, put your kids away, your parents away, your grandparents away. From part one and part two, I am quite sure you now understand how MC Shan is coming. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you guys for joining me. This is bonus episode nine, part one. Yeah. Nigga, I seen him one day in school. I took Lyric to school one morning, right? Mm-hmm. And the nigga was in trouble in school. And when he got home, he thought, oh, she ain't going to tell my mom. I ain't tell his mom. I called him aside. I said, yo, what the fuck happened in school today? And I said it to him just like that. Nigga, what the fuck happened in school today? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. He told me. And that was it. And then one day his mama came over here and I said, listen, 
because I can't keep it from him. I said, listen, something happened to school with him one day. But if it was but if it was that serious, they was going to call you anyway to find out. But I did fucking see him and I did talk to him about that. Because that's what I want to be to the young youth. I don't want to be a, a shining example of motherfucker that want to run around and, and, and talk all this gangster shit. Yeah. No, nigga, but you want to fucking see a gangster try and steal some of my shit. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think I don't I don't think they want to I don't think they want to see that. I I I don't hey, all no, you gotta do all is, these, all you gotta look, do is cuss them out and then drop everything. No, Rashida, see all these little kids around here in my neighborhood. I've been here 12 years. My sons grew up with them. They call me Unc. Yeah. Anything that they want to talk about, they come fuck with Unc. They know, yo, Unc, I got some weed. I'd rather buy it from them before they be in the street, get fucked up. Yeah, I know one little kid around the block, well, he ain't a little kid, but his mama used to be mad, but I had to explain it to her. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather fucking say, since I smoke, I know what the fuck he do. I'd rather get it from him for the shit to be gone so he don't get fucked up and arrested out here in the fucking street. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then she understood, like, you know, I'm and while I'm doing this shit, I'm talking to these niggas, telling them, yo, this ain't the shit. But I can't tell you nothing right now because this is your life. But nigga, this is what it is. This ain't the shit right here. Yeah. Now, look, Rashida, I can tell another story that's really true. In New York, although I was in the rap game. The motherfucking Ninja Turtles ran in my motherfucking house. Ninja Turtles is a motherfucking other code word for them fed niggas with the fucking helmets and all that body armor suit shit on. Because <laughs> when I was up in Long Island, I was selling motherfucking weed and, and all. Look, my house was a central station for the drug dealers. And the police knew it. And the fucking people couldn't understand why this nigga talking to the police. The police would pull up in front of my house and I'd be looking in the window talking to them. And the people would be like, well, how the fuck? Why? Because the police say, yo, we don't fuck with y'all niggas because we don't have to come around here. Y'all got this neighborhood locked down. Niggas can't rob a house. They can't move nothing around this motherfucker. But then I got popped from a nigga that fucking told, fuck the whole game up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I know what this shit is. I'm not fucking new to this shit. I got newspaper articles on me, but I'm not proud of that. That's not something that I'm bragging on. I'm just telling motherfuckers, nigga, I know what the fuck it is. Yeah. And the only reason why I got out of it is because I had money, nigga. Yeah. The fine that I got being caught in Long Island, my shit says the newspaper article, New York, you ain't supposed to have guns. My article says New York, Long Island man caught with a cache of weapons. Some niggas don't even know what the fuck a cache is. That mean a whole lot of shit. All right? And motherfucking the only reason why I got off because I had a good-ass lawyer because I had money. Yeah. Most of you niggas out here hustling, y'all don't know the first rule of the fucking hustle game is put that motherfucking lawyer money a fucking way. Yes. Yes. All right? And see, now, let's not get on the hustling niggas that's doing their shit. Let's tell them how the fuck the gangster niggas is really laughing at you. Why? Because when the Sicilianos and the Mexicanos and all the motherfuckers had problems with the the other rivals, what they do? They say, yo, fucking all this bloodshed ain't good for business. Yep. So the motherfucker squashed all that shit. We're going to get our money. But if a nigga got to get knocked off, he got to get knocked off. But that's between us. Fuck the police. Right. 
niggas in the hood, they excite the violence, but they don't understand that they are the biggest pawns in the game from the president on down to the motherfucking cartel niggas. You are the yeah. lowest totem pole, right? Because yes. when you go buy that key of cocaine, guess what? You just paid off the motherfucking plug. Now you got to go out here and sell this shit fucking 20 per 20 per 20 with the fucking with the with the uh, almost chances of you getting arrested and doing 20 years for the bullshit. Now, when your ass get locked up for the fucking 20 years of bullshit, guess what? It's a new nigga to take your motherfucking place. Amen. Nobody's spreading the knowledge. Nope. You know nope. all these motherfuckers like I curse these niggas out on the computer. I'm sorry, Rashida. You know I gotta talk, right? I As you guys know, I have started a support group, Fed Up Wives, supporting wives of incarcerated federal inmates. This is a nonprofit organization set to help both emotionally and mentally, but financial as well. To contact Fed Up Wives, please email fedupwives.org at gmail.com. The contact number is 404-927-8011. Please like and join the Facebook page, Fed Up Wives Organization. You guys have supported me, and now it is time for me to support you. Now back to the show. Yeah, I, oops. I, 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 I feel like oops. <laughs> Not the oops, Shan. Not the oops. <laughs> well, I, like I said, I told, I told these people they had to be ready. They had to put the kids to bed. You know, they had to be ready to, to hear it. I mean, I, hey, you've been my friend forever. And I know, I know if, if I need a reality check, <laughs> shit. I know, because that's that's who you are. You no, know, I call you on reality checks, motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't going to need one, nigga. If I see something fucked up, hold up. What's going on with you, Sharp? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I, I can always depend on that. But I am so glad that you got on here so you could uh, definitely spread some knowledge. And for it to be coming from you, I think that it's super dope, and I do think that you know you're a legend, and I I, I feel like whew, that respect that respect has to be given. It just has to be given. Rashida, and I'm you know me. Talk about that. I don't. Care. We ain't got the fucking. If them niggas don't know, I ain't trying to let them know. It's I a waste of my time. <laughs> Look, Rashida, it's a waste I, I of know. our time. Let me explain yeah. it so you, you get it to where, yo, it's a waste of our time. If a nigga don't fuck with you now, don't make don't make no sense trying to convince him to fuck with you. It's too late in the you know game. What? That's true. That's very, very true. Too That's late in the game. True. If you ain't been fucking with me, and if you don't fuck with me on the new shit that I'm doing and the knowledge that I'm kicking and the things that I'm saying, that's why I didn't I, I didn't want to talk about you know, rap music. I wanted to talk about this, this the, the what the fuck your show is about. Yeah. Fucking trying to keep these little motherfuckers from doing this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the, the hardships that come with just your fucking family having to hold you down while you're in that motherfucker. But when you yes. was out here getting it, you were stingy as a fuck. But then when you get locked down, it's like, baby, can you hold me down? You treated her like shit, nigga. If it was my sister, I'd tell her fuck that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's uh, the truth, and it's though. like it's, this, it's, my nigga. So I know what it's about, nigga. So when you get the fuck out, all that chest buffing and all that shit, nigga, I know what it's about. Come see me, son. All that shit you talking, I don't. I mean, I ain't impressed by all that jail talk, nigga. You gotta show me. Fuck out of here, hundred pounds or not, nigga. You got to show me whatever the fuck you talking about. And I'm well, no gangster, but I ain't gonna let you fuck me over, nigga. <laughs> and that's why I, I really, you know. I really wanted to do this podcast, not just to, you know, talk about the relationship side of it, but it's a lot of stuff that goes into it that I feel like the families, like the side of it that the families go through that people don't, they don't hear, they don't realize. And then it's people who listen, who feel this way, but don't express it or feel this way and ashamed to, you know, ashamed to talk about it or whatever. So I lay all my truth out Anybody that I interview, I let them go for what they know and say how they really feel because people have made mistakes. A lot of people locked up right now regret it. You know what I'm saying? Because it is it of the family does the time with that person. And actually, I feel like it's a little bit harder on the outside than it is on the inside because the prison system and everything that you have to pay for it's it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like. A pack of gum can be 10 cents in a store, but it's $20 inside somebody's prison. And somebody on the outside, your family member, ha is the one that's busting their ass so you can have these type of things. You know what I'm saying? So it affects, like you said, you just pointed to another. You just pointed to another thing that we should bring up about motherfuckers. You being in prison ain't nothing but a fucking epic economical motherfucker come it. up for this That's fucking it. governmental That's system. That's now, we have to is. also make these folks recognize that the fucking prison system is now a fucking trade on the stock market because a lot of these prisons are privatized. There's no, you yeah. know, state-run prison. They gave that shit up. Why? For the simple fact a corporation can build a prison, right? But now yep. what they gotta do is make fucking make make arrangements with the state to keep fucking prisoners in them. And guess mm -hmm. who the fuck those prisoners are? Yes, there's white people in jail and all of that shit. Now, if we want to get to that, let's get to the separation of how black people are all fucked up, right? The Aryans, when you come in jail as a white motherfucker, right? They suck you right up into their motherfucking wing. Okay, sure when you come in as a fucking Spanish or Mexican, they suck you right up underneath your wing. When you come in as a motherfucking black American, you either got to go to this side or that side. So not only do the blacks have to fight against each other, they got to fight against each other. They got to fight against the Mexicans. They got to fight against the fucking white boys. All right. So now how far has the divide gotten that we hate ourselves, that we can't even come together? You know, motherfuckers do it because they understand how the politics of jail is. Fuck you a blood. Fuck you a crip. You know what I'm saying? We gonna have to fight together. But now when you get back in the street, you got to go you back to motherfucking. I don't fuck yeah. with you. I don't yeah. fuck with you, cuz. I don't fuck you know, with you, cuz. I, I, I literally, about three episodes ago, when they had this federal lockdown, I kept saying how big the Aryan Brotherhood was. I'm like, this gang started in prison. Like, this gang started from white people saying, we need to come together against these black folks and these Mexicans over here. Like, that's one of the biggest, deadliest gangs. It started in prison. And you're right. Everybody no, else come Rashida. in. I thought it started. Rashida, thought let's take it back through history. It did start in prison. Look, let's take it back through history. 
That shit started with the Ku Klux Klan. Well, I mean, I now, know that. Wait, I know that. Wait, I know wait that. now. Now, Ku Klux Klan members went to jail. You can't motherfucking don a hood in jail. So now they just took the same Aryan brothers from their fucking Klan motherfucking membership and took that shit to jail. So yeah. Yeah. That, that whole fucking thing been going on. All right. Yeah. We've also had the Puerto Ricans, the Latino brothers in, 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 in Los Angeles, right? Why did yeah. they come together? Because they had to fight against the fucking... They moved into a, a white neighborhood. So they yeah. had to fight against the white Caucasians to what you call it. And then all of a sudden, now it turns 18th Street is fighting against 19th Street. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But why? Because all of the white people to moved the fuck out. So who you got to fight now? So now that's the whole fucking governmental system. Turn yeah. each other on each other. Now, if you keep them niggas looking at each other, they ain't looking at us. We're going to steal everything. But yeah. a lot of people ain't awake like that, and a lot of people are fucking too scared to say that shit. I'm not worried about them motherfuckers coming to my door and clipping me off because niggas don't listen to Shan. They think Shan's a fucking fool anyway. That nigga be drunk all fucking day. So what? Me yeah. being drunk all day just goes to show you that I've ruled my life, nigga. Exactly. <laughs> I right. get up, right. I motherfucking, I drink. I wake the fuck up, I drink a widget. That's that's a deeper thought right there. Hey, only a person can do that all day is if they control their own life. They control the narrative and the bag. <laughs> as I Thank always you, say, as I always say. Okay, well, Shan, we're gonna have to do this again. I'm gonna have to do this once a month with you. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to send you a topic. Okay, this is this gonna be what we're gonna talk about on they, this month, right? You already here. know I'm gonna talk about everything you want me to talk about. We're gonna have a once a month, once a month with MC Shad. Well, I'm gonna have to tell these people again put your children to bed, put the kids to sleep, <laughs> go on ahead and kick back because look, I appreciate you for having me. I appreciate you for having me. Just the same as I would tell anybody that has me on this show, I thank you because you could have had somebody else at this time, but you chose to have me. So I appreciate Damn you. Right. And you know, that still comes. Look, look, you know, that comes from my thing. Y'all could have been anywhere else, but tonight, but y'all decided to fuck with us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we appreciate your patronage, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Shay. I love you. And of you too, Rashida with the I'm, smooth skin. Russell I'm, Peters, you gotta check out her podcast, yo. I'm a tag. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm calling that nigga. I'm gonna tell that motherfucker, yo, Russell, she got a motherfucking podcast. Make hey, motherfuckers I'm a, laugh. I'm gonna I'm 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 get it together. I'm gonna send you a copy so you can hear it. I'm gonna tag it on my Facebook and my Instagram page. And yes, I need for Russell Peters to go ahead and put me on one of these. uh one of these documentaries he got going on. I need to be, I need a show. I need a show. No, Rashida, <laughs> you know what I got going on? Look, 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 look. I, I'm going to need you in a minute because I got a fucking production that's going on and I need hands and I need motherfucking minds, right? Okay. Like, you see me building this RV, right? Yeah. What I'm doing is right now, all of the back footage I'm filming. I got four cameras up in the basement right here so when I build each piece, I'm building each piece. But now when I go to put the RV back together, that's when I really start filming. Oh, one time for your mind, two time for your soul. It's your man, Shizzle with a wizard, one time, a.k.a. Bob Vila of hip hop. And we about to rebuild this motherfucking RV. But I'm not going to curse in it because I'm trying to get some major sponsorship. 
Yeah. But I got room for my, I, I can't do it by myself. And see, that's another thing that motherfuckers out here don't understand that everybody thinks that they can do shit by themselves. Now, only way you're going to become a bigger man and be a bigger individual is when you understand that you can't do everything, that you need somebody, somebody you need help from someone. Like right now, y'all hear me telling Rashida straight out, listen, I need your help. It's not like I'm a big ass nigga, but I know Rashida's skills and I know her motherfucking, uh, what the fuck you call it, clerical or whatever. I don't know the fucking right <laughs> words because I'm a fucking idiot, right? But I know that Rashida has a place in what the fuck that I got going the fuck on. I can't go to motherfucking a sponsor like Sutter Home and say, Sutter Home, them niggas will say some shit and what, what I'm going to do, Rashida? Cuss they ass Cuss out. They ass out. Fuck out. Completely, right. Completely out. Like, Thank oh, you. Hell no. So I know that there's certain situations that I need someone to go talk for me. And Rashida is the perfect person because she knows how to motherfucking conduct herself when a nigga say a certain shit. When I'm going to be the nigga say, fuck you, nigga. What my motherfucker <laughs> with? I hit you in his head with this shit. So, like I say, motherfuckers need to start. I'm there. But I'm but there. look, this Go is a, this is a look, and this is a lesson for other people. That motherfucker, stop thinking that you could do everything by your fucking self, motherfucker. Start learning that motherfucker. Sometime you need to fucking turn the fucking steering wheel over to somebody other than God. If you want to turn the steering wheel over to God, that's on you. I ain't mad at you. That's just not my thing. I want a nigga that got real hands on it right now, and that's nothing against nobody's religion. But I deal with the universe. You understand? Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel and I'm also a righteous man and I feel that whatever you put out in the universe is what you get back in any scripture, whether it be Islam, whether it be Christian, whether it be fucking Buddhism, that all tells you that when you put out good vibes, you get good back. So me saying put the nun, you know, yeah, it's a joke, motherfucker. That's y'all, y'all niggas are fucking uptight nowadays. You can't even talk the F word about motherfucking broke wrist niggas. Y'all niggas yeah. be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. gotta understand. Laugh at yourself sometimes, but also know that you need people sometimes. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't give a fuck how yourself. successful you are, how successful you've been. Sometimes you need people. Rashida is one of them people that I fucking trust, and I would put her in any position that motherfucking that motherfucker. I know she's gonna fucking make money. I'm not gonna take her out of her time and the shit that she's doing to fuck with something that I'm doing unless it's gonna be prosperous to her. And that's what you should be to your friends. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. I'm going to say amen, although I'm motherfucking saying I'm about to smoke another motherfucking blunt. <laughs> well, May the church there. say amen. I am there when whenever you need me. Like I said, I'm going to be calling you next month because they're going to have no another, I'm just fucking... ha- have another oh, dose. Have another dose of realness with MC Shan. That's what it's going to be. MC Shan time. All right, you make you look. You make it happen, and I'm there. You know anything for you, Rashida, with the smooth All skin. Alrighty, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Shane. Appreciate you. Thank, and, you. And like I tell everybody else, I thank you for having me because you could have had somebody else, but you had me, so I appreciate you and I love you. 
Love you too. That's and from I the bottom of later. my fucking look. That's from the bottom of my scully cap. I, oh my god, <laughs> that's that's. And you know I don't keep. You know I keep. Look, you know I keep them shits on twenty four hours a day. Oh I sleep god. in them. Yes, you done cussed. I live by these motherfuckers. But yes, I, I will. I will call you later. But I'm going to. I'm All gonna right. send this to you. But I'll call you later. But okay, thank you. Love you. All right, bye bye. Love you. Appreciate right, y'all for listening. Y'all stay tuned to Rashida on the motherfucking married and in jail. What what's the fucking title? Wetlock. All right, there you go. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on yet another part of my journey. You can catch this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and iHeartRadio. For the latest episodes, discussion forums, and our live episodes, go to wetlockchronicles.com. You can also click the episode website link under each episode. Thank you guys so much. Keep listening and keep subscribing. Stay safe, stay blessed, and welcome to Wedlock. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. For episode updates, upcoming live episodes, discussion forms, and contact information, please visit the website, wetlockchronicles.com. Yay!